The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Glad you could join us for The Big Red Bench. A packed hour of sport coming your way between now and 7 p.m. We have a lot to get through this evening. We'll be looking ahead to Cork's opener in the Munster Football Championship as they take on Limerick and Porter in next week. We'll be talking to Boss Ronald McCarthy and Kevin Flav. We'll also be talking to Alan Cadigan about his failing Nagel memories and about that win over Limerick and how that sets them up for the rest of the summer. John Cotter is going to give us an injury update ahead of tomorrow's trip to Bohemians in the EA Sports Cup. And we were joined in studio earlier on by the Munster Senior League Champions UCC as Boston Old Healy and centre-half Rob Slevin reflect on their incredible year so far which actually isn't quite over yet. You're listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. The big question of the day though, Kieran O'Regan, is is your top purple or pink? I didn't think this was an issue. I didn't think it was a thing. Apparently it is. Yeah, um, purple. It's it's just clear. I, I, I don't know about Magnet. Magneta. Magenta. Magenta, yeah. Sorry, I don't use that colour that often. Um, and some some shade of pink. Um, I'm not quite sure how. Now, Anagiri came out and thought it was pink. And yeah. Killian thought it was a different shade of pink. But well, it's, it's purple. purple. Yeah. If you, want, I, I, yeah. if you want to see this go on to our Twitter <laughs> at Big Red Bench you'll see the uh, the, the chopping questions predominantly grey with a purple trim um, yeah. Kind of, yeah so it's purple and then some people thought it was pink um, two people thought it two was pink two people thought it was pink which was um, <laughs> baffling to me because it's quite obviously purple so if you want to check it out go to at Big Red Bench on Twitter and uh, you can check it out for yourself we put a poll up as well was it pink was it purple was it magenta or was it was it Clarice Cerise whatever Killian thought it was um, it's unanimous it's 75% purple yeah like for the other 25% what? you might need to get to uh, an opticians tomorrow oh. That's, it's purple like it's at Big Red Bench check it out let us know what you think uh, Kieran, get us up to date and everything that happened today yeah very uh, busy day sporting wise starting with Gaelic Games Galway and Wexford they've played out a draw in the Leinster uh, Senior Hurling Championship in Salt Hill finished 16 points apiece Wexford would be very disappointed but more Trasney Kelly reports does she? she should be <laughs> she should be yeah. she was up there anyway why is she up there was she? Uh, Maura was up there. Do you want to do that again? Do they, cause this definitely it, it isn't. This it, definitely isn't my fault. It finished sixteen points apiece. Maura Trasany Kelly was up there. Full time, Galway 16, Wexford 16. It shows how poor a game is that when for a long time the loudest the crowd got was when Wexford manager Davy Fitzgerald was sent away from the sideline. It was a poor game in the first half. It took over 20 minutes for Wexford to score as they threw chance after chance away. While Galway also looked like they weren't firing on all cylinders, but still going in six points to the better at the break. In the second half, Wexford finally cranked into gear, plugging away, finally equalising and then pulling ahead with a Sean Murphy point and the game finished at a frantic pace with no climax however ending on a draw that Wexford won full time here at Pierce Stadium Galway 16 points Wexford 16 yeah, Maura Tressa I'm definitely paying attention sorry Gary Longo no Maura Tressa is just after making a big revelation there because uh, we were watching it and, and Davey was up eating his headphones or he, so it looked, but he, she said he was sent up there was he sent up there? I thought he was just watching it from up there. So did I, yeah. Because uh, we were kind of, kind of half keeping an eye on it. Let's find, we'll find out why he was put up there. So, uh, well, it's probably... Uh, I can, you can probably guess 
Probably giving out. But um, anyway, yeah, so he was sent up there. Uh, Leash, they're into a Leinster football semi-final after beating Westmead. The young Moors uh, have run out winners by 12 points to 10 at O'Connor Park in Tullamore. John Sucru's uh, men will now go on to meet Mead in the last four. Uh, elsewhere, extra time is needed for the other quarterfinal, Kildare and Longford. They couldn't be separated after 70 minutes. The latest score there, uh, half-time and extra time, they still can't be separated. It's Longford 3-15, Kildare one twenty one. The winner of that game will face Dublin. Nice. Um, the Sunday Games Twitter feed says that Davy Fitzgerald was dismissed after an exchange of words with an official on the sideline. It's a nice way of putting it. Yes. Exchange of words. Um, I'm sure it certainly was. Anyway, uh, Donegal have booked their spot in the Ulster football semi-final. They beat Fermanagh by 15 points to 9 and then the skill and they'll now go to play Tyrone next month and uh, Fermanagh will enter the qualifiers. In the Munster Senior Ladies Football Championship, Cork taking on Waterford in CIT at the moment. Um, it's, it's pretty much one-way traffic at uh, that game the latest score is Cork 319 Waterford 3 mm. points very surprising Waterford are a very strong outfit um, over Cork the last couple of years Cork are very strong by the looks of it well Cork obviously a very strong outfit as well but I would have expected uh, maybe a bit more from from Waterford but uh, Orla Finn just running Waterford ragged there actually mm-hmm. and a lot of frees it seems uh, against Waterford as well um, elsewhere in football Cork's Alan Brown he's out of Ireland's Euro 2020 qualifying double headed press midfielder picked up a calf injury in training today at ruling him out of the games with Denmark and Gibraltar very disappointing yeah could, uh, could have been in line to start those games as well he had a fantastic season scored some terrific goals for Preston and got a bright future ahead of him but unfortunately not to see him in, in these Euro games yeah Charlton have uh, won promotion back into the Championship. They've beaten Sunderland 2-1 with a goal in the dying seconds. In fact, it was the last kick of the game of the League One playoff final at Wembley. They had gone 1-0 down early on thanks to a pretty bizarre goal. It was goal. pretty bizarre. The centre-half playing it back to his goalkeeper who just missed it and it trickled into the net. Yeah, well, uh, manager Lee Boyer says uh, it was a tremendous effort by his team, though. There's things that you can't control. We couldn't control that. That's just one of them freak things that happens in the game. But it just showed our character and our togetherness to, to come from behind and, and obviously score at, at the death there. Uh, after that, we thought Roar would be denied penalties for the second day in a row. Oh. So close. But in the Scottish Premiership playoff final, it finished uh, with St Mirren um, playing in the Premiership next season following their win over Dundee and Isle on penalties. And you don't often see a penalty should have finished on a 2 0 score. I mean, that's what happened because Dundee and Isle missed four kicks. Uh, St Mirren put their first three, uh, first two away. They could have won at 3 0. Um, they missed, they hit the post of the third one, and then Dundee United uh, missed uh, their fourth. Very, very interesting. Yeah, so uh, at least you got your penalties. Yeah, yeah I'm happy. You're, you're very disappointed. Can't just, uh, spotters. Very disappointed today, both because of last minute goals. Mm. So uh, it was nice to see you enjoy that. Um, elsewhere, Celtic, they look set to appoint uh, Neil Lennon as their manager on a permanent basis. He's been offered the job full time after they completed the treble treble yesterday about beating Arts in the Scottish Cup final. Uh, these Celtic fans say they'd be happy to see him take on the second term. It was a no brainer. The guy knows the club inside out, fit up to bottom. I think Neil Lennon will do a good job. If he gets the money to spend. Lennon has a proven track record. And I can understand the need for a bigger name. But that doesn't always work, does it? I think he's earned the right to, to, to get the job, doesn't he? 
Surely has. Um, he's, sure he's played with them for so long. He not easy to come in as well when Brendan Rodgers left and take over and kind of reignite the team. That's what he's done. Yeah, he, yeah, he certainly has. Um, the Derby County owner, he's uh, promised to strengthen the squad if they win promotion to the Premier League. They face Aston Villa tomorrow in the Championship playoff final. Frank Lampard, he's uh, led the round to Wembley showdown in his first year in charge. And his talks as well, he could be on his way to Chelsea if Sarri leaves there. Um, Interesting. Possibly if he goes to, if Sarri goes to you. Juve, I think, is the rumour. Mm. But that's all it is. A bit point. unproven, I'd imagine, Frank Lampard, isn't he? He's a, a which? He's a bit unproven, I'd imagine, for a, a uh, job as big as Chelsea. You'd think so. He had a poor start with Derby, mm. actually, at the start of the season. No, getting to the playoff final isn't uh, to be sniffed at, but um, <sighs> you'd imagine they'd need a bigger name to, to reignite that club and, and, and get them back up the up the table. Yeah, surely. Well, uh, we'll have to wait. Then again, he could come in and do the job, so what do I know? But, but then, sure, look, it, it, you know, I think it's more about managing, not uh, not the, the, the club around thing, it's managing the egos, etc., Mm. Uh, is the, the hardest part of those jobs um, elsewhere the Cork City amputee team they finished fourth in the first ever EAFF Champions League tournament uh, the Rebel Army lost out 3-2 to Ligia Warsaw earlier on today um, huge achievement for them yeah it was over. fantastic man like I'm um, going over there and it's competing the um, the first ever Champions League tournament is fantastic and to put in some excellent performances like they did over the weekend uh, has been great and they're, they're an absolute credit to the club and a credit to the city yeah I, I think they played with um, a player from Bowes and yeah. uh, Shamrock Rovers or Shelburne as well because just the league setup is very different here to how they play in the other countries mm-hmm. but um, yeah fantastic for Cork City there uh, Sean O'Brien he's going to miss the Rugby World Cup he, mm-hmm. Leinster have confirmed the open side flankers to undergo hip surgery he's expected to be ruled out for up to six months he uh, lifted the Pro 14 trophy last night at Celtic Park after they overcame Glasgow Warriors but uh, he, he he's to play with Premiership side London Irish from next season but uh, it's very disappointing for anyone to be missing out like that he's been yeah. ravaged by injuries and the last game of the season as well like you know like our oh, World Cup's around the corner and then bam out of nowhere to to, to miss that it's very very frustrating yeah, very disappointing for him in motorsport Lewis Hamilton uh, has won won the Monaco uh, Grand Prix as well so a uh, big win for him um, there was a, there was a what, I can't think of his name off the top of my head um, he came in third place but he was disqualified was he or he was yeah, pushed back I he think he got a, a time delay um, yeah. because he finished uh, was it second um, it was Max Verstappen finished second it, on yeah. the road we got a time penalty so that pushed him back so that means uh, Sebastian Vettel and Valtteri Bottas finished second and third respectively yeah in golf uh, Bernd Vestberger has won the Maiden Denmark tournament uh, the Austrian was sharing the top leaderboard across the afternoon with Scott uh, Robert McIntyre however he's finished up by winning by a shot on 14 under par the best of the Irish was very close Paul Dunn who finished in a tie for fourth on nine under par after a final round of 67 Gavin Moynan finishing up on six under par for the tournament with Michael Hoy on two under in racing the 5-2 favourite uh, Hermosa has won the Irish 1000 guineas an 8th victory in the race for trainer Aidan O'Brien it was a feature on the 3rd day of the Spring Festival at the Curra uh, jockey Ryan Moore rode the winner in his 3rd victory of the day at the Kildare track and that uh, has been completely revamped the track up at the Curra yeah as well. I've been watching some of the TV over the last couple of days it looks incredible yeah I was talking to um, a bookie who was up there recently working and they thought that 
I don't know, it's just the setup there itself isn't fantastic. But on TV it looks great. Well, on TV it looks great. When you're passing on the motorway it looks great. Yeah. So that's, you know. Um, elsewhere in tennis, Roger Federer, he's made a winning start to, or return, I should say, to the French Open. He beat world number three, uh, 73, Lorenzo Sonego in straight sets in the first round at Roland Garros, but uh, Wimbledon champion. Angelique Kerber is out after a surprise defeat by Russian Anna Patapova. All right, thank you very much uh, indeed, Kiron. We're going to start the show with Gaelic Games. Cork uh, beginning their Munster Championship uh, football campaign uh, with a home tie against uh, Limerick in Porky Rin next weekend. The Treaty County surprised the field of Tipperary last week to set up uh, a clash with the Rebels. Cork had a poor league this year, of course, uh, relegated to Division 3. They've been showing a lot of promise in challenge matches since. Cork boss Ronan McCarthy has to contend with a number of injuries. He's been speaking to our Dennis Hurley. The injury situation, is there anyone definitely out for the Limerick game? Anyone 50-50? or Holder's definitely out and um, and obviously look Sam Ryan season is over okay. other than that um, no I think we're okay um, look there'll be one or two might be touch and go but um, we should be as close to full complement as, as we can be and is there a prognosis on Sean as to when he'd be back or look you're, you're probably looking at late late July I would think okay. um, but uh, so look I suppose it's dependent on two things it's dependent on the speed of his recovery and obviously how far we go in the championship ok and how have things been since the end of the league obviously the players were away with their clubs and have come back in so is it a case of forget about the league and look forward to the championship yeah look uh, I suppose as you say there's a kind of a natural break at the end of the league anyway um, and look we came back and then we uh, what had to be a you know, 6-7 week run into the championship game so look we've been on the we've been on the kind of challenge match circuit um and look, we've we've had a few games and they've all been good. And I suppose look, they've allowed us to, you know, get game time into, um, you know, into every player who's on the panel. Obviously, looking the league when we restricted, look, you know, and obviously this year of the league you could only use five subs as well. So yeah. Um, so look, with that restriction, you know, there are fellas who don't get a lot of football throughout the league. And look, what the challenge games do is they allow you to get football into guys and, and look, we use them quite well from that point of view and you mentioned there the, the, the five subs during the league this year it's back to the old rules now again is, is there any difficulty in that adaptation I, I, for, for, uh, actually, I actually thought it made a huge difference actually, I, I found the, the five subs very um, restrictive Yeah. Um, and, and what you find is coming into the end of the game in particular because you're always afraid of some guy getting injured you know you have to make the call do I hold the last sub yeah. So I go for it and so on. So funny enough, and actually we had a couple of games we say where we lost one or two players. So if you take the Armagh match for example, we lost Matty Taylor half time, John O'Rourke after twenty minutes, we lost Brian Hurley about ten minutes into the second half. So we had yeah. three gone half five. Yeah, yeah. And there were still thirty minutes to go, you know. So um so actually of all the or not all them, but one of the, that was one of those certainly I yeah. found quite restrictive in the in the league. And then you're back to the old back cardigan, whereas someone who gets it now is is gone for for the rest of the game with a sub whereas it was a, a sin bin during the league like, yes. for the players is that difficult to, to readjust I don't think so I think the difficulty look for I think the difficulty for, for, for players and for teams and um, all teams preparing was look, that you were playing rules that were not going to be used in the championship and, and, and look that was probably not ideal yeah. you know? um, but look maybe we'll do, we'll do it better next time and the perception obviously after relegations that Cork had a bad league but is, is there some consolation to take from but say the the end the, the second half that you beat Tip you were close against Donegal and then you beat Armagh when you had to win to keep your, your chances alive 
Yeah, look, what I say there about that is, look, we, look, we finished the league well, um, no question, and I think it's one of those ones that, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty vision, people will, if we, you know, have a good, strong run the championship, people will look back and say, oh yeah, sure, look, definitely quite well, and yeah, yeah. the signs were there, and if we don't, they'll say it made no difference, and, and um, um, look, you know, I felt the players... Um, you know, obviously we were in a difficult position after the Mead game. We were back to the wall, and you know we had to win three games. And actually, we were with a whisker pulling it off. You know, yeah. and and, um, um, and look, and, and obviously we were a bit unfortunate to get there. But um, look, that's you move on. And I think I said previously that you have a good run in the championship, and no one really care what league you're in. Yeah, and we were at the Limerick and Tip game. No, I've seen it on. Okay. We, had, we had people at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had people at the game, but um, look, I obviously I've watched it a good few times um, since. And what's your expectation of what will come from Limerick? That they'll bring exactly the same to the table as they did against Tip, and um, you know, and you know, raw, raw aggression, you know, huge work rate, uh, no shortage of quality to be fair to yeah. them, and um, and they will feel this. Um, you know that worked for them so well. Um, if you were them, what do you do? You do the same again and try it with us, you know. And uh, what, what do you do then, just to make sure that no one is, is complacent or, or takes them for granted? Well, what I would say, look, uh, my big thing about complacency and, and, and teams is that um, you know that starts with guys who think that they are certainties in the team and that they're placed, you know, that they're they're. Um, a certainty for a particular you know spot on the on the team. So look, that starts with um, look, there's huge competition for for places in the team. Um, I can guarantee you, whatever team we name, we will have huge quality coming off the bench. Yeah. And um, so that's look to me, that's the greatest way to ensure that there isn't complacency um, by making sure that um, every fellow is looking over his shoulder in regard to his, his own starting place. And um, and look, ultimately, look, we have to just, you know, focus on ourselves, make sure where we match, um, what Limerick are bringing to the table, um, you know, and match their level of aggression and match their work rate and energy, and um, and and hope that the, you know, the quality that I believe we have in the team then is, is able to come through. Perfect. Thanks. Yes, Cork boss Ron McCarthy in conversation with Dennis Hurley ahead of uh, next week's clash with Limerick at Parky Rin. Um, what would be a good summer for Cork, Huron? Oh, um, if you're going to be realistic, okay, they should beat Limerick. They should beat Limerick. Um, although Limerick did beat Tipperary, who would have you'd uh, assume give Cork a good game. Uh, Limerick will probably give Cork a game, but uh, Cork have been going very, very well in uh, buying closed doors uh, challenge matches. I'd fancy them to beat Limerick. Are they going to be Kerry? If you, uh, of course the Cork team are going to believe they are, but in all honesty and reality, pro- probably not. Um, they go into the qualifiers. Depends who they get then. Um, a good year well a good year would be winning Munster but that's just it, you don't want to be uh, down, I don't want to be given or saying they've no hope or anything because they're, they're a good bunch but you know Kerry are just a, a, that bit better um, but I think maybe the qualifiers uh, Super 8 would be I think mm-hmm. uh, actually a positive year uh, I think Super 8 if they can get there
Oh, just an update from the Ladies Monster uh, Championship. Cork leading Waterford 322 to 7 points uh, down in CIT. Right, it's going to hear from uh, Kevin Flav, who also spoke to Dennis ahead of the match at Porky Rin. How have uh, the preparations been since the end of the league? Yeah, look, obviously we parked the league where it was. Uh, we obviously weren't delighted with the way it went. Um, look, we were happy with our last three performances, and we main thing was we wanted to perform. We built on that. We, um, we had a good few challenge games, so we obviously went into them, and we did well, and the training going well uh, training hard we had a very good block it's almost like a, a second pre-season almost when you come back from the league when you come back from the club but yeah. look we've it all under our belt now and we're very happy with how it has went so far well, Was it good to be able to go back to the club and just kind of clear the head a bit and, and just recharge and then refocus when you when you do join together again with the county panel? Definitely um, look I always love going back to the club um, I feel it's unfortunate that we can't play enough games with them but that's just kind of how the way it is and yeah. that's, that's what it takes so um, we went back and obviously look fellas home for one the championship one or two fellas kicking six points in championship games for, for Duhalo and, and crowds like this so like when they come back into training then they're off a fresh bit of form you know which is yeah. fantastic and again you kind of get a break from the whole setup and you go out playing with different players and stuff and fellas can come back and we came back and it worked well for us I feel because yeah. everyone came back enthusiastic and ready to go at it again you know and was there any kind of debriefing or team meeting or anything after the league to look at what went wrong and why it went wrong and how it can be avoided yeah look we, we have briefings after most games um, and we really do go through them and we look at our own mistakes mostly um, and then we obviously look at the, the next thing to go so we had a brief after for, after every game and yeah. look, halfway through we kind of said look lads it's not going well and we really had a look at it and if you look at the tip game the Donegal game and the Yarmouth game they were significantly better yeah. and we did do that and look we had a briefing after obviously as every team would and the main thing was look at we did go down and we had to park that you know that's yeah. next year's problem and no one has even mentioned that at this stage you know it's literally all guns for the championship and that's that's what was said in the meeting you know yeah. there's obviously potential there and I've played with a lot of teams between Sigurdsson and, and all that and I, there is potential here and that's the hope that we're going to drive on now and show that in the championship and you mentioned getting to the league like, was there some consolation at least to take from the fact that you went down and only had to win to keep alive your chances and you know but for the result in, in the Clare Tip game you might have actually stayed up that you needed to get the win and you did yeah look that, that was it and that was it there was no two ways about it if we didn't win we were going down and look all Ronan said was look this is what's in our hands yeah. so we win here and if it doesn't go our way it doesn't go our way there was nothing we could do in that day about it unfortunately so we did we went out and we won and to be honest it was a great game and uh, they definitely put it up our married decent size you know um, and we, they, we got enough of it up there they're a great strong team yeah. so look we were delighted to get the win up there and that's what you have to build off obviously the results weren't great but for us it was the performance and look to be honest if we go out and we have a great championship that would be a lot better you know yeah and you'd be going against Limerick as strong favourites but Tip were going in against them as so it's probably a good thing that they, they've kind of shown their hand almost in putting up that good result so you won't be taken for granted yeah look to be honest with you we played them earlier on in the year um, I think it was the McGrath Cup and look we oh, played yeah, them and they were a uh, huge physical team to be honest with you and we, were, we came in at half time and they really shocked us yeah. how physical they were how strong fit they were they were and very well trained and a very good free taker and big midfield like they're a very strong team you know yeah. so obviously they run at you they, they can hurt you big time and look to be honest with you if we went out and played we beat them by seven points we'd be absolutely over the moon yeah. that's what Limerick did so look I, we're not taking them lightly at all and he, despite if we were playing them first round we wouldn't have we were lucky enough to play them earlier on in the year um, so look we're not taking any chances or we're not writing out we don't read into this favourites or not favourites because yeah. it's a game of football at the end of the day you know everyone's fit everyone's strong everyone's conditioned everyone has their tactics and one or two breaks of ball could go anyway yeah. so we just really have to outwork them really to and really want it more to go through to the Monster Final 
That's Kevin Flav there speaking to Dennis ahead of uh, the clash with Limerick next week at Porky Rin. That game, of course, a double header. Uh, the Munster Senior Ladies Football Championship clash of Cork and Kerry gets underway at 5 p.m. ahead of the senior footballers at 7. Uh, the ladies footballers will be going into that in. Um, Good form. They've beaten Waterford 322 by seven points. We have two pairs of tickets to give away to that uh, doubleheader. If you would like to head along, just text the word Rebels, followed by your full name and address, please, to 086 8104 86 8104 You can send us a WhatsApp on that number as well. 086 8104 Rebels, your full name and address. And that will draw out the winners just before we start uh, Green on Red at 7 o'clock this evening. All right, quick break. We're going to come back. going to talk to Alan Callaghan, John Cotter, and we're going to talk to UCC. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Right, just in case you missed it, the Cork ladies had a big win over Waterford, 322 to 7 points in CIT. And it's all over finally, Kieran, between Kildare and Longford. Yeah, my beloved Longford. Your beloved Longford, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, knew I, I knew I missed something. There. I was slagged over that recently. Um, well, being from below, well, not being from no, Longford. No, having, but having for, played with them. Yeah, well, in at least fairness. One, at least there's one inter-county hurler in this show. Yeah, well, look, well, look, you you could have made it. Under sixteen B was the highlight of my career, I think. Um, I look, you could have gone further. You could have. The only reason I played in the B team was there was no C team. But you should have been playing in <laughs> the A team. They just didn't recognise your talent, or, um, yeah, no, actually, because I met the person who gave me the bit of a, a dig about it, yeah. and uh, he apologised last night. So oh, interesting. His head, so. Fair juice to him, in fairness, I will say that, because that doesn't happen very often, so fair juice to him. But anyway, yeah, they've drawn with Kildare, 3.15 to 121, the replays uh, next Sunday, back in uh, O'Connor Park in Tullamore. So Dublin get another look at who they're going to probably demolish the next mm. day out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, would you be better off losing that game? And not playing Dublin. Like, what's the, what's the point? Yeah. Is, anyone, the point? is anyone going to stop Dublin this year? No. I, th- I think K- Kerry could have a, a go. Hopefully. I uh, Kerry... I, like, as a Cork man saying, I hope Kerry beat Dublin is kind of... Yeah, yeah but, I, yeah, Kerry, Kerry just have something again this year with Peter Keane over them. Um, mm. You would have maybe said Mayo uh, before they lost to Roscommon. <laughs> um, but probably not Mayo now. Although they seem to go well when they go through the qualifiers. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. Probably not. They'll get the, the drive for five sorted out, you know. As I mentioned just before uh, the break as well, tickets to give away to Cork and Limerick next week uh, in the Park Rin and that uh, ladies game as well between Cork and Kerry. Doubleheader in Park Rin next uh, weekend, next Saturday. Uh, we have two pairs of tickets to give away. 086 8104 106. Um, text your answer, text the word Rebels. And your full name and address, please. You can send us a WhatsApp as well. We'll draw out the winners um, just before 7 o'clock. Tough sell for that, especially with the Champions League final next weekend, Care at the same time. Yeah, I, I, there had to have been a reason why it was put on at that time. I went mm. checking TV rights, and it doesn't seem to be on any of the, the TV uh, stations. So yeah. I can't fathom why it's on so late on a Saturday. Uh, because if it's not being televised, there's no need for it to yeah. be so late. Um, no, that's from what I can find. I could be wrong, but uh, I don't see anything anyway saying they're going showing it. Um, that's it's crazy putting it up against the Champions League final. Uh, people are going to watch that whether they're interested in it or not. Yeah. Um, 
It's going to be a very, yeah. very hard sell this week. All right. Uh, we were talking Phil yesterday. Cork Hurler Alan Callaghan is a Phil ambassador along with Phil Hurler, Shane Kingston, Kamogi players, Julia White and Jim O'Connor as well. Kieran was at the launch on Monday and spoke with Alan about his memories of Phil and how important the competition is. Yeah, I think um, listening to all the speeches there, um, it just shows how important the Phil is to this organisation and um, the amount of work not alone from the GA but from players from management teams from coaches from family hosting it it's just uh, it's phenomenal and I have very very good fond memories uh, going back to 2007 Yeah we, we touched on one of those memories but uh, memories are a big part of failing and players going off to different counties and getting hosted and that as you mentioned um, like that creating lifelong mer- memories Yeah and going back 12 years ago we were in Roscommon and just simple things like forgetting the footballs the friends that you make the parade through Roscommon town who you were beaten by in the quarter final and those kind of things and just you you make fam or you make friends for life there and those kids inside there it's really not about the winning or losing it's about embracing um I suppose the opportunity to go out and express yourselves as as players and to improve as players but also as people as well and uh, it'll bring uh, communities closer together um, and they won't they won't realise this until they're maybe my age or older and they think back and they think of all oh, the fellas we stay with and what house and what the fella was like and that's what the fella organisation is all about um, That probably playing in the fella maybe set you up for, for Cork squads along the professionalism and all that um, uh, just briefly touching on the, the Munster Championship you came back uh, after a long layoff at the weekend knocking over I think it was three points uh, I think in the end but setting up a lot more as well that must have been very gratifying for yourself getting back on yeah obviously it was um, it was nice to be get back in the field yesterday but I suppose more importantly that we got two points on the board and um, obviously look I picked up a few injuries and as I said it's nice to get back playing but um, look we got two points on the board it's nothing to be jumping around the place about we keep our feet firmly on the ground because there's huge challenges uh, ahead and the Munster Championship can throw up anything and you can see yesterday tip one uh, Limerick now have to go to Waterford I think in two weeks and then Waterford to come and play us so it's a battlefield out there but we know ourselves that we have a lot to work in uh, yesterday wasn't the finished article so we draw a line under it and we go back training out tonight, um, during the week and we re- regroup and go again uh, You have that break now of two and a half weeks or so um, or three weeks even uh, that'll be important to manage that I suppose and, and then power straight back into it for the, the next day. Yeah, and as I said there, that um, yesterday wasn't the finished article, that we have a lot to work in, and this week now we can, we'll get back onto the training field and kind of look back to the Limerick game and see what worked well and what didn't and how we need to improve, but the most important thing is that we don't slacken off, and I don't think we will, um, because we have an excellent group of players there, and we know what needs to be done over the next three weeks um, for another huge challenge against Waterford. Yeah, that game against Waterford is going to be their last game, so it could either be they're not really playing for anything other than pride maybe but they could still be playing for that third spot maybe as well so it could be a cauldron inside in Parky Creeve yeah exactly you know the Munster Championship you can't pick your top three teams because anything could happen on any given day against any given team so again we can't think of that we just think of you know who we're playing doesn't matter we cross a lot of our mind and we go out and we try to put in a performance and if the performance follows hopefully the result will follow then yeah. and lastly before I leave you go um, I think you mentioned it inside is the first time you've actually lined up at own on the, the Cork team as well 
Yeah, he mentioned it to me last night. So it was um, between myself picking up an injury last year. That was his uh, first year coming back. And then this year, then the start of the league, pick up bits of injuries and obviously missing the tip game last week um, due to a hamstring injury. So um, it was nice, yeah, to line out in the same field uh, as him yesterday. And uh, it was nice for my club, Douglas, but also for my parents as well. So it was a happy uh, happy day for them also. Yeah, that was a nice little addition to uh, that story last week. It was surprising, I suppose, that... I was surprised to see they'd never played in the court charge before but then when you think about it as Alan mentioned there he was injured a lot and uh, Owen missed the year as well so they've been around for so long you yeah. think they have yeah but um, yeah, it was just uh, an interesting thing that they hadn't actually lined out together mm. because of various things and Owen had played football while uh, Alan was playing hurling then Alan was injured and Owen came back playing hurling and yeah it was mm. the first time lining out together and uh, they both played absolute blinders as well in that game yeah, they certainly did alright UCC Cromwell's the Senior League champions earlier on this week a 3-0 win away to ring Man Rangers on the last day of the season clinching the title for college boss Noel Healy Centre half Rob Slevin call in to me earlier on today to discuss their season. Uh, Noel, first off, um, what an incredible season it has been, and there's still three games left to go. It could be an even more incredible season. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a long season, um, Rory. We, we we started off on August the twentieth, um, and uh, we've we've kind of gone through the whole season. We're nearly in our, our close to fifty games this year between various different competitions, including mm-hmm. college competitions and intermediate cup and Munster Senior League. And um, it's been a very rewarding season. And uh, to, to cap it with uh, two trophies at the end of the season uh, is always a, a nice uh, finish to the end of the season. Rob, to have to play almost fifty games, how do you combine? Football, which are studies when you're playing 50 games over the course of the year. Uh, it's, it's for me, it's uh, fairly enjoyable because you know you kind of your studies is kind of a break from football, and then your football is a break from studies at the same time. Mm. So uh, when you're playing all those games, I think you know, you're playing with your best friends as well, who you're also studying with. Like so, mm. it's not too hard really. Like it's it's quite enjoyable to be fair. I imagine it's kind of intense though with kind of exams coming up and then you have to, to go train and play a match at the same time. Yeah, I suppose the exams season is kind of probably the toughest part of it. You know, you can't really even train at times and then you're kind of struggling through exams then at the same time but then mm-hmm. like we were rewarded like brilliantly like we won the league and our form even during exam season was probably even better than it was when we were properly training and stuff like so. I think matches are definitely a great break from that. And all you encourage the lads to see it as a release and as an escape from their studies and the pressures? Yeah, the, the, look, Rory, we've been around for a little bit and we got things wrong at, at early stages in 2011, 2012, even 2013 when John Coffey was involved in us. And we learned that um, March, April and May was a very, very difficult time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a physical, mental tiredness that kicks in that you can't really see or, or kind of appreciate. And I think what we've done over over time is that we've just eased off on things. Mm-hmm. Um, guys that are sitting, you know, eight, ten hours in a chair studying, they've the pressures that are going on and we try and sneak in a training session here and there to kind of bat, uh, balance the season but if you look at our form Rory going into like March night we played uh, away to Leeds uh, and we got beaten and we were going into um, the last nine games we won seven mm. um, and we drew two uh, to, to win the league which was you know in the middle of their 
peak time studies exams everything going on so you know we take a little bit of credit but they deserve a huge amount of credit for what they've done sorry so all the exams over now are they still yeah, on the horizon so three, freedom so three weeks ago yeah so. is this your last year is it uh, no I'm only in second year so oh. another two years left happy days um, Noel heading into the start of the season when you look at the group of players that you have did you think that A the Munster Senior League was achievable and B that the, the con was, was achievable um, do, do you know it, it, it's it's over the last couple of years teams that gel very very early and, and get a good team spirit and this bunch of lads kind of developed that really really quickly and early um, now we had to make mistakes before and learn from it and I think they've learned very very quickly what it was like when you won and taste success and the Collingwood was one of those ones where you go in a tournament you tend to see things differently because you're with guys you know for three full days thankfully mm-hmm. we were there for the whole lot and then you you build the team morale around that and um, you know we had some tough conversations when things went wrong yeah. we had some really good conversations when thing went, things went right but you know these guys are athletes these guys are coming with a totally different attitude to when I was playing back 20 years ago these guys are coming in and they're preparing themselves right they're recovering right and, and once they buy into all that in the college they're reaping the rewards and what's Noel like to play for? Uh, I think uh, <laughs> probably different to anything I've experienced before uh, I suppose with the college as well, you know, you're playing a college league and the Munster Senior League, so we have to adjust our game kind of from college league probably being a bit quicker and mm. technical and then Munster Senior League being a bit more physical. So I think Noel like, knows the balance between that. You know, He's been around the while and he knows the both sides of the game. Mm. Like. We'll talk about the Collingwood in a bit, but you were crowned uh, Munster Senior League champions earlier on in the week. Um, for it to go down to the last game of the season with three teams involved, Noel, I suppose it shows you the standard that was there this year and it was a very competitive league. Yeah, but it's, it's probably the, the lowest total points this year. We, I mean, we finished with 36. Um, normally the league is won between 38 and 42, 43. So, um, you know, it was a very, very competitive league. I mean, we started off a little bit behind like we do every year because we don't have uh, leaving such students in college, mm-hmm. so we don't know who we have. And the first, after five games, um, Ringman had 15 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went to six and eight, 16 points. So you're kind of going, this is a big catch up. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the whole league started kicking in and started, everyone was taking points off everybody. And then we just crept in and we started competing with things and then we dropped points. Um, but as the league went on, uh, what we didn't do last year what we did this year is we took points off the top teams and we kept ourselves in the hunt and all of a sudden then we were knocking them back and we were going ahead and uh, it just gave us that little momentum towards the end Was there a key point in the season Robbie touches as right we're in with a chance here? Um, I don't know if it was like that but I definitely think the Leeds game was a turning yeah. point when we lost 2-0 I think you know we were probably even look, we were looking at the table then thinking like we might actually even go down here yeah. you know, at some stage and then I think that was just turning point when I just remember sitting in the dressing room and we were all just tearing the heads off each other. But, you know, it was definitely a turning point. You probably needed that release, though, I'd imagine, did you? Yeah, definitely. And I think looking at our form, even in the Cups, in the league, you know, like we were just winning, 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 winning. And it becomes a habit. Like. So going into that game now, last Wednesday night against Ringman, was there any doubt in your head that you weren't going to win the game and that no. you weren't going to be league champions? No, I, I think we all knew. I think in the dressing room before, it, it was, there was no nerves. There was just all belief that we could do 
tactically Noel how did you approach it because I mean like if you don't go out and get an early goal the nerves can start to creep in and that can spread to the rest of the team yeah yeah, and, and, and you know team selection was really really important the other night and um, you could kind of have a couple of hats on at the, and you're, you're watching other results but we played three strikers up top and mm-hmm. we went with two wide strikers you know and, and, a, and, a, and a striker number nine up top and we just went for it we went to, we played football the way we played all season the nerves were always one of these things um, that you're always afraid of um, an early goal for Ringman could change things, mm-hmm. but, you know, and we settled in really well. Ringman gave us a great game, which was really important to us because it meant that we raised our game as well too. And we got two goals in, within two minutes, and that mm-hmm. kind of killed it. But the third goal just gave it that that little gap that if they came back in and, and got something, yeah. that would, the nerves would kick in. But now these guys, these guys have been outstanding all season. I imagine Rob the relief, I suppose, in the first the, those two goals within those two minutes must have been something yeah, else. It was it was a really quick turnaround. To be fair, to be Joe Nil all, there's always a bit of nerves, especially. In the first 10 minutes because you don't know what's going on in Rockmount and then I think just to get the second goal really was just in such a nice cushion and then going in three and a half time so the second half was just hmm. the second half was long because you're kind of just waiting for the final yeah, Rob, Rob, Rob started a whole campaign off last week I mean he scored an opening goal <laughs> from a set piece he got the winning goal in the Collingwood hmm. um, and he scored an unbelievable goal against Avondale the week before in the 94th minute hmm. to bring it to the last game of the season so you know, for a centre back, it's not bad. What qualities does he bring to the table? Um, Rob has really developed over the last while. I mean, physique-wise, he's just he's just incredible. Um, his positioning has got a lot better. He's learnt an awful lot from the game. Um, his ball skill, his control. He's starting to talk to players. People are now all of a sudden looking to him as a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're the things that he's going to bring um, to his own game that he's that he's definitely brought in the last kind of six months. And, I, and I've said it time and time again. Just watch out for Rob Slevin. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a name for the future and we've seen Sean McLaughlin go from UCC to a starting role with Cork City is that something that you've kind of maybe thought of or uh, I actually haven't even had time to think about it uh, I think you know, I, I probably like to focus on the present at the moment and you know, we had such a long season you just don't even get, and you, in fairness you don't really want to think about that because mm. you kind of just want to live in the moment and when you're winning games you want to win stuff with UCC at the moment uh, Noel, the Collingwood Cup is always massively important for UCC football and there's kind of um, uh, kind of a, uh, an allure about it. Some, there's something mythical about the, the Collingwood Cup, isn't there? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's an unbelievable tradition. You know, you know, for any team to play, to win it, play three games in three days is... is mm. uh, and, and it's not um, long ball stuff. It's, it's, a, it's a physical footballing end-to-end stuff. And, you know, we went down to, to UL this year and our opening game is against DCU. Um, and you know we got two quick goals but they came at us then for the last half an hour because it's cup football so mm. and the nerves kick in for the first game and you settle into the tournament in the second game but we came out of that 2-1 probably Dave Coffey made a couple of great saves towards the end and then you go into um uh, the defending champions in UCD in the second game who had all the stars with them uh, and then we dominated that game and played really mm. really well it was a very tactical game uh, created a lot of chances uh, Simon Favre came up top uh, Trumps with, a, with, a, with regards to scoring the winning goal we could have probably got a little bit more out of it and then that brings into huge confidence and then you're going to UL who have never won it before mm. home favourites uh, we hit the post crossbar we two one and ones uh, and they went down and, and, and snuck a goal and um, and defended really, really well. And then 87 minute up pops Simon Falvey from a kind of a, a little train move that we only kind of did a couple <laughs> of days beforehand. And then, then Robin, then 90 whatever, 
third, fourth, fifth minute in extra time. <laughs> comes up with a with a fabulous header to win. You know, it's just incredible. How did I feel, Rob? Yeah, it was a bit surreal to be fair. I think you know, Conway is a bit of a bubble. Joe, you're there for three days with all, Joe, all, all the boys, and I think Joe scoring, it doesn't really sink in until a few days after when Joe, you're watching the game back, and Joe, you see it, it doesn't even look real. To be what fair. was the goal like? Describe it for us. Uh, it's Garen's crossing the ball from corner. I just headed it, and it hit off the it was the back stanchion or something, but. It was kind of all the blur, like you know, seeing the ball, and then all the lads running onto the pitch. It was unreal. That's quite modest, going across the night headed. If that yeah. was it, yeah, it was simple goal, really. <laughs> How do you find like playing like three days in a row in the Collingwood Cup format? Um, I think when you get to the third day, you're kind of just running on adrenaline, really. Like it's your body sore, and even like the UCD game is very tough. You know, you're down to ten men for half of it as well. Like so, I think. But we did play the two games in Astro, so they weren't as heavy. The legs as you know they could have been, but yeah, you're definitely running on adrenaline in the last game. Yeah, fantastic. Um, was that your fourth Collingwood in ten years? Was it or uh, forty? Yeah, we won two, eleven, two, fifteen, seventeen, mm. and nineteen. So four. And and the, the big thing for us though was that it was more than uh, UCD in the last um, you know number of years. So mm. that's that's a little <laughs> internal battle that we have. But um, yeah, it's it's a great tournament. It really really is. I hate to be asking you about your plans for next season, even though the season is still ongoing. But um, how many players will be moving on from the team next year? Yeah, we've 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 four, possibly five. We one guy waiting on on his results. Um, uh, John Bottomer, he's um, he's waiting and he's been accepted for masters, and we just need to wait and see what 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 results he gets. But normally, traditionally, we lose about seven or eight every year. Um, two years ago, we lost nine. So this year, we've a little bit of a better mix this year. But we need to straighten up. We need to make it more competitive. We need to, um, and that's I think we're, we're getting the better players every year now because mm-hmm. they're starting to see the rewards from you know the. So Rob and you know they're growing up with all these guys and you know they should be playing with college when they're in college yeah um, but for you uh, that makes your job harder than that you're kind of like rebuilding every year year yeah. and year and year well there's a plus and a minus in it uh, it's uh, when these the likes of Rob and these guys that have been around for a couple of years they're probably sick of hearing my voice <laughs> whereas a new guy comes in it's no, it's all new to them yeah. and, and, and what we do is new to them so they're experiencing probably something different by the time Rob's leaving he's fed up with me anyway so it doesn't make any <laughs> difference but um, no it's it's listen we, we've um, we've been very fortunate we've we've got really really good players like we Gordon Walker last year left Cove Ramblers to join us uh-huh. That's Garen Manley the year before Dave Coffey from Cork City the year before all these guys were on the verge of getting professional contracts so saw what they were what the college were doing with sport with soccer um, the Mardak Arena then is the, the, this little facility that, that no one else has it's world class yeah it's world class and, and, and you know players are you know getting those extra 5, 10, 15, 20% out of doing the right things and the Mardak can, can give those players that and these guys will come out and go on to bigger and better things and Rob's obviously something you encourage any players to play for UCC yeah definitely I think the facilities even we have John will be in the gym you know, twice a week training twice a week match on the weekend you know, it's, it's nearly almost full time mm-hmm. to be fair and uh, you know, you're given every single opportunity and every single facility possible I think to become a better player Something I've always wondered Noel is um, UCD competing in the League of Ireland have you ever thought of UCC competing in the League of Ireland? Um, it, it has been discussed it has it's come up over the last couple of years um, I think the financial cost is, is a um, we did some work on it and I think UCD uh, are in between three and 400,000 to, to, to keep it yeah. uh, up and running but it's not only that you've got to have a knock on effect you've got to have your 19s and you've got to have your, your 
triple down so mm-hmm. it goes down through all the, the age group this year so um, it's something that's been looked at we just need to you know the, the, the Mardikers and the farm are all being redeveloped so you know there's a new arena being opened up in mm-hmm. the next couple of years so you know maybe maybe in two or three years time it's definitely worth re-looking at again Glad it's been an absolute pleasure having you and congratulations on what's been an incredible season and best of luck for the remaining couple again just, just before we go Rory I wonder could I just um, uh, mention two things uh, first of all our scholarship application form is, mm-hmm. is, is live on, on the UCC Sports i.e. Uh, scholarships um, and they're closing on June the 28th uh, so it's really important that if anyone is thinking of coming to college this year to fill out those mm-hmm. um, and the other thing too as well I'd, I'd just like to acknowledge um, uh, a sporting uh, a Cork sporting person in James Corkery I think yeah. it's been a, um, he's been incredible for Munster Senior League he's been incredible for Rockmount um, he's been a character that I've had lots of little tussles with <laughs> uh, lots of fun memories that seems to be a recurring theme alright yes yeah, but, but, but all in good nature yeah. because you know but just to, to Rockmount um, you know my heart's go to them because they lost the chairman they lost a real good football guy to his family to Billy Crone who probably lost a, um, a best friend mm-hmm. uh, and it's a very tough closing part of the season for them and my condolences go to all of them yeah very classy stuff there from uh, UCC boss Noel Healy thank you to Noel and to, to Rob Slevin uh, for calling in it's been an incredible season for them Collingwood Cup uh, Munster Senior League title uh, great stuff uh, for college alright uh, Cork City taking on Bohemians tomorrow night in the uh, League Cup quarter final uh, up in Delimont Park I spoke to John Cotter today Conor McCarthy is a knock from Friday Conor McCormick is a knock from Friday uh, Carl Shepherd, which is obviously a thing that's been ongoing anyway um, he's carrying a slight knock and obviously Gary Boyle missed Friday and his is still mm. being assessed now as well and Colm Horgan who would have missed a few games as well over the last few weeks there he's another fellow who's tightened up since Friday as well so they all need to be assessed now mm. So would have been the League Cup you've got to make a lot of changes there's a kind of like try and keep everyone involved and try and get that formula clicking I suppose um, No like it wouldn't be saying you make a lot of changes but there'll be a few lads coming in absolutely but it's still a game that a lot of our, our lads will play in and um, still a quarter final of a cup and we're going up there to win the match and hopefully get through. Do you expect them to make a lot of changes or? Um, hard to know really because they have made changes in a lot of games. He's rotated quite a bit so but look, that's up to themselves to be fair. Look, mm. we're just looking after our lads. As you said, we have a lot of injuries to assess as well so we just mainly get our own team right. Yeah, that's John Cotter there speaking ahead uh, of tomorrow's clash with uh, Bohemians. We'll put the whole lot on our website, redfm.ie. Running out of time, but I just want you to play you uh, the most Davy Fitzgerald interview of all time uh, following their uh, draw today. Uh, this is uh, Wexford boss uh, Davy Fitzgerald. Davy Fitzgerald, things didn't go your way, but you still you pulled out a draw despite the fact that you were very unhappy, and that's me putting it mildly. I don't know I agree with you there now tell you the truth I think that was an awesome Wexford display no one give us a chance coming up to Galba today by ourselves we should have won that game today 100% and um, we're disappointed but my god I'm fair proud of the lads there today it might be a silly question but you say you should have won you didn't why not I think you could see the game yourself now being totally honest about it um, we missed a clear cut goal at the end with a bad way at the end I think anyone that had a pair of eyes out there today would see we were the better team there's a lot of wides as well in the first half. Yeah, we had 10 wides in the first half to their eight. But that's the type of game to us. When you play a game like that and it's very intense, a lot of people probably wouldn't understand it. When it's really tight and hard, they don't get spaced, hardly breathe, you know? And the conditions are really tough today. When you were sent off the sideline, what was said to you? Listen, that's the second time in a row that we have had a, a fella taken out off the ball. It happened in the last one here as well. 
yet there seems to be one rule for one set of management and another for another. So uh, I'm actually seeing that the officials again didn't abuse him. I was making my point quite clearly that Harvard was taken out after the ball. They ended up getting a score, and that's not right. Uh, to be devil's advocate, they would say that either it happened off the ball, they didn't see it, or they did the best decision that they saw at the time. I, I think I, I think that's not the truth. Hi, hold on. Being honest now, you're giving me too many hard questions and I'm not interested in answering that stupid one. Well, it's not a stupid question. Is, I'm just yeah, being devil's know. advocate. Bye, Davey Sloan. Fair play to Laura Trostley Gallagher taking no BS from David. Uh, like, if you go up to a fourth official and you say, look, that's after happening, the fourth official will be like, okay, fair enough, whatever happened, blah, 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 blah. But? But when Davey goes in, because he's not able to control himself, he loses the plot... And um, that's what happens. You get sent away, you know. And that, that fourth official is, is a strict guy as well. He's on the ball, you know. Um, you Mick Murtha from Westmead. So, yeah, sure, look, you can't do it anyway, you know. All right, we're out of time. Uh, winners for Cork and Limerick tickets and Cork and Kerry doubleheader tickets, I should say. Yeah, uh, Michelle Sheen in Glenville and Claire Donovan in Clon. Congrats, guys. Enjoy the game. We're out of time. Uh, we're back next Saturday from uh, 6 p.m. Follow us on Twitter at Big Red Bench. Uh, Green and Reds up next with Alan Donovan. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.